Oh yeah, what's up, Winnipeg? It is your boy, Mr. Holla at your boy, JJ McLash, here with me on the ones and twos uh, with the music choice of the day. Very fitting. Mr. Podcast Poppy, Ian King. Kinger, how's it going today, baby? I'm doing great, JJ. Yourself? Oh, I'm also doing great. I wonder what that could be pertaining to. <sighs> How about three decades of uh, of, of torture? It didn't really sink in until yesterday. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, you know, today is uh, Wednesday, November 27th. You're probably going to be listening to this on uh, Friday, November 29th. Maybe a little sooner. Who knows? Uh, but regardless... You definitely know if you're a Winnipeg uh, Winnipeg body, maybe if you're just a Canadian body, that our beloved Winnipeg Blue Bombers ended a 29-year drought and have become Grey Cup champions. Oh, yes. Oh, sweet it is. It's vindication! Ah. Yeah, just soak it in, Winnipeg. Just soak it in. Soak it in, baby. Ah. Champions, an absolute dominating performance by the blue and gold. Absolute domination of the blue and gold. I was saying to Kinger earlier, although be it stressed and you know worried because I'm passionate, that might have been one of the least stressful bomber games I've ever watched. I'd agree. I would agree. Now, first, it wasn't first play of the game, first drive of the game. We get a was it just a sack or was it a strip sack that they call or no unnecessary roughness. On a on a late late hit as the guy was falling down, mm-hmm. O'Shea O'Shea O'Shea, freaking losing his mind on the sidelines because bullshit call. I as soon as I heard that Andre Pru was refing our game, I was upset. You if you're a CFL fan, you know what I mean. It didn't turn out to be that bad. That, that but as going. they say, ball don't lie. And get next play sack fumble. Biggie. It was an interception. Oh, that's right. The interception. That's right. Off that, yep, tip pass that could have been caught, but been caught. it wasn't, and I was happy about it. We so don't we don't score on that one, right? We and then yeah, the strips, and then one play later, Mr. MVP Tutty. Yeah. So and man, I <laughs> I got you'd be lying to us, Winnipeg, if you said you weren't worried about playing that potent. Really awesome Hamilton Tiger Cats offense and really team in general. Well, they're the best team in the league all year. There's no question. And they are the only team to beat us at home this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Only team we hadn't beat all season. And only team we hadn't beat all year. But as my dad likes to say, third time's a charm. It's tough to beat the same team three times in a row. That's correct. And oh my goodness, did we decimate them. And it felt so, so good. I... I just know everybody feels the same way we are right now. If you're a Bomber fan or from, you know, or living in Winnipeg, it's, uh, you know, and it's just been a long time coming. And dare, dare I say, now they got a lot of work to do for next year, but let's just go back to back. Correct. Let's listen. Exactly. So now you might be surprised to know, but uh, Kinger and I actually watched at different venues this year. Although, be it, we did speak on the phone within the closing minutes, and uh, I mean, we weren't we weren't bawling our eyes out, but let me tell you, uh, I was jumping around like I, a schoolgirl. But yeah, and uh, I uh, opened up my balcony door, step took two steps onto the balcony, and I Ric flared as loud as I could. <laughs> I, I that is that was tw- that was a twenty nine year scream right there. Mm-hmm. I was born six months after they won their last Grey Cup until last Sunday, mm-hmm. so. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
now before we dive too too much into the magical season which was the bombers uh i guess we need to uh take onus on one thing that we mentioned around episode 10 11 uh, maybe around there yeah yeah so sorry zach Zach, uh please allow us to do anything uh to forgive you to let us forgive you um i uh i mean for his safety i will not say sorry for his for my comment about that because i don't want to see anybody get hurt but my god when you pull off that magical spin move back of the end zone touchdown to Darwin, I knew we actually stood a damn chance. Yeah. And uh, lost three straight wins on the road. And not only that, he beat all of his former teams. Oh, not the Calgary Stampeders, mm-hmm. but he beat all of his former teams. Oh, not, not Toronto. Oh, not Toronto. Yeah, well, nah. Who cares about them? <laughs> Bottom of the league. So, man, Zach, I don't. He was. He didn't, wasn't like. Up crazy numbers, and that's the thing is, all over, he just he was steady, yep, along, along with Strebler. It was just perfect one two punch, yeah. And you know what? We have always been a fan of Strevy over here, oh, big fans of Strevy, big. especially after the parade uh, shenanigans. Oh, my goodness, we'll uh, apparently there's a story there which we'll dive into in a bit here. But Chris Strebler might be one of the toughest son of bitches I ever did oh, see. God, yeah. Uh, he was limping on the sideline with that ankle, like yeah. for the entire second half. Yeah. And he was like, "No, put me in. I'll I'll dive headfirst into those." I read a quote in the paper today in the free press. He says, "I guess there's in the scrum, his ankle got twisted up by a Hamilton defender, and he limped off the field. And then the trainer's trying to give him some treatment, and he said, 'You'd have, you'd have to cut my leg off because not taking over this game.' So, Strevy, you're a beauty, bro. An absolute warrior. Absolute warrior. Absolute beauty. Chugging lucky and fireball in the parade." <laughs> With uh, this one of the sweetest jackets I've ever seen. Oh, the hat topped it off. Uh, a hat was not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the short shorts. shorts yeah. yeah, all of the all of the QBs rocking the short shorts. Okay, I'll just say the quote. So he's limping off the, limping towards the stage at the at Forks at the Forks after the parade. You know, he's got a swag on him. He says, "I ain't limping. I'm pimping." <laughs> <laughs> Because he obviously is limping. But oh, he's, he's got the fur coat, man. The I ain't limping, I'm pimping. That's going to be turned into a t shirt. But it has to be. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Strevy. <laughs> oh, have I missed that? Yeah. That is unbelievable. Wow. It was yeah. good. That, no, that's great. Uh, Kier, other than obviously the fourth quarter winding down, clocks hitting zeros, seeing the confetti and the fireworks. What was your favorite part about that game? I think Andrew Harris just running wild. Yeah, and catching wild. Oh, yeah, the pass from Strevy uh, for a second touchdown. That's how you throw a pass through the uprights without hitting the bar. Ooh! Sorry, Cody. Was saving that one. Ooh! (laughs) Yeah, uh, absolute fucking dot from Chris Strevler. By the way, that was his second completed pass of the postseason. Um, And it was an absolute dime. There, let me tell you, Harris... He went for three for three on Sunday. So. Yeah, my guy. So, yeah, and how about that? Not just Andrew Harris, the Winnipeg boy, winning it for Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. But he scored... He, he looked possessed. Yeah. Him and Jefferson looked absolutely possessed. Harris' stat line, eight, 18 carries, 134 yards. That's a 7.4-yard average. Throw in the touchdown catch. He had five receptions... 35 yards of a touchdown. So. And there's no wonder that's, that the that's, first that's the there's no wonder that the first ever player in 107 years mm-hmm. wins the MVP and the MOC of the Grey Cup. Yeah. 
What a stud. Well, I think Russ Jackson won the MOP, but there, there wasn't the MOC at that time. Mm. So, technically, technically, yes. Technically, yes. The Canadian did win an MOP, but that's back in the 60s, so, yeah. yeah. Hey, and Russ has got a lot of, you know, still his legacy is everywhere, oh, oh, so. I'm, I'm sure. Yep. But, wow. So, and all the other Winnipeg guys, Dembski played, unbel- Dembski played great. Uh, Jeff Gray did not play. Uh, Brady, of course, has been hurt since uh, a little bit earlier on. Thomas, first game of the season, wasn't it? Uh, first game, yeah, first one. Um, and then Thomas oh, Miles, Miles. Uh, just exactly. They w- in talk in talking to well the guys that are closer to Dembski than I am. They're is just they knew from the moment they made it that they were apparently they just knew they were going to win. And you know what? And you know what? I I just had we'd been saying it from the start of the year. There's just something different about this year. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know why my train of thought finally flicked the switch to say, you know what? I actually think this is it. Mm-hmm. But it did. There's a little bit of a doubt that going in when Nichols uh, not hurt. Uh yeah. Uh being acquired a quarterback and Mhm. No, oh, and of course, if you said you didn't panic when Matt Nichols went down, you're lying. Uh, well, I didn't panic the second he went down. I panicked after I saw a couple games from Strabler. Really, he's not going to be the starter. Yeah, he's a good throwing guy, but he's not not, not, not a starter yet. And we need to talk about the Winnipeg quarterback situation mm-hmm. in the next coming yeah, segments. Sure. But, yeah, I would say Andrew Harris dominating that game was, my fa- was one of my favorites. But my actual favorite part is seeing that number one offense getting absolutely stifled. Willie Jefferson and Jasper Jeff going, oh my god. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, I mean, Biggie win- had a game too. Yeah, Biggie had a, and here, and now our secondary played great. Well, they had some help oh. in the front seven. When you get pressure like that. Yes. You know, so, but the only one that could have been bad was that deep shot to I think it was Jalen Acklin or Luke Tasker. And he dropped it. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. actually, no. It was Mike Jones versus Mike Jones. So that's how I remember that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah that it, was a catchable ball. That could have changed the game, but... Guess what? Not. Nope. nope. You gotta make the plays. Gotta make the plays. And uh, for, fu- for, fu- for finally... <laughs> God, it just feels so good! Uh, I can't believe... It, it obviously has hit home. Uh, I went to the parade yesterday. It was a great time. I didn't get to the forks part of it, but I was standing on Portage, uh, you know, you know, shaking hands, high fiving as much as I can. But it's tough to get to the front of line there. If you weren't there at like eight thirty, nine o'clock, yeah. good luck. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't make it unfortunately, but I was watching some of the live stream and it looked like just the time and obviously all the snaps and Instagram. Oh, and, and if you weren't there, like trust me, there was probably seventy people on your social media that were taping it, mm-hmm. guilty. So that were showing like, hey, Not this the is the same as being there. Definitely not, and uh, yeah. So crazy thing that I really, I, I, I'm, I'm, con- I'm conflicted on this. So of course they bring up uh, Premier and Mayor first. So uh, Pallister got booed oh, so bad, it was hilarious. And then he tried to like hype everybody up, and nobody was buying it. Yeah, Bowman gets on stage, the whole place erupts. Like people are just, <sighs> and really. That's what I, I was surprised. I thought he was going to get this, not the same that Pallister did, but I definitely thought he was going to get some. Okay. Anyway, what does he do as his, like, mic, mic drop announcement? Chancellor, Chancellor Matheson has now been changed to Grey Cup Champion Way. I heard about that. I don't know what to think about it. 
So, but I was like, all right, like, I'm not, not okay. But then I found out it's not, it's honorary Grey Cup Champions Way, which means that the street will be renamed back to Chandler Matheson in seven years. Why? That makes no sense. We gave mill to street. Nobody compl- nobody complained. I mean, take one of the side university streets and rename it or some shit. Like, that place is big. But Chancellor, Chancellor Matheson is, like, the main drag. And, like, this is going to fuck up GPS. This is going to, like, what do, I, what do I look up? What do I do? I'm not that, con- so, that concerned about it. Me either, but new people, whatever. Regardless, I mean, yes, I understand this is monumental for us. Um, you know, to finally get the drought over. And pretty cool that they called it the Drought Bowl, by the way. Another yeah. named uh, Grey Cup game. Fog Bowl. Uh, what, was, what else was there? There's the ice Mud Bowl, bowl the Ice Bowl. Uh, now the Drought Bowl. I think the Fog Bowl was uh, Hamilton. Uh, it was. As well, it? it was. So, with that, though, honorary Grey Cup champions way. Okay. I <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we needed to do that, but yeah. it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Now... I actually had no idea about this, but did you know that, uh, so Danny McManus is our head scout for, uh, for the Bombers. Yeah, U.S. Uh, US Director. Yeah, U.S. Director of Scouting. He, it was in the champagne room, locker room after celebrating with everybody, and do you know what he was wearing on his left hand? What? The last Bomber Grey Cup ring. Really? Because he won one as a backup. Neither did I. I knew he was a quarterback for the Bombers. I didn't realize yeah. he won a great I didn't realize that either because I know he won the last one with Hamilton. In 99. And he also won another one with BC. So I, that's pretty cool. So yeah. he's got now – he says this looks – this is – and then he said in his presser, he goes, this right here, this is going to look like a toy compared to my new one. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's bling him out, baby. <laughs> bling him out, bling him out. Uh, now – I just, you know, I, I try to, you know, we try to put it into words, Kinger. I mean, end, end game here. Like, just what what are you feeling inside when you think of our team finally winning the Grey Cup? Pride. Yeah. Feels great. It just feels great. Yeah. And you know what? I had all these stupid, and this is why I made the Fajardo comment, tons of my rider friend, I don't, friends, people I know. I, Acquaintances that, Acquaint- acquaintances that I only refer to as acquaintances because they like the writers. Well, I've got a bunch of cousins that are writer fans. So yeah, be a bit nice. but they're not even like giving us any like credibility. They're like, "Oh, you finally won in a nine-team league after twenty-nine years." Well, it's just a it's like it's exactly. It's like oh, okay, sorry. Like, but when Boston ended a what was a hundred and twenty-year curse or whatever it was, like a ninety-eight-year curse, that could have been way worse. So I'll take it. Uh, guess what? We're the champs. Nobody's you're, taking that away from us. So. Uh, you're not. So, <sighs> I can't believe they fucking did it. Yeah, I think that's what was my first reaction to everybody who was on the phone. Like, I yep. can't believe they fucking did it. I can't believe they fucking did it. That, that might be the title of this episode. Yeah. Can't believe they fucking did it. So, Spotify will bleep us out, but so be it. Uh, <laughs> now, the other thing I would say, we were talking about watching the stre- like the stressful game of, you know, least stressful... I was hella stressed out watching that West Final against Saskatchewan. So, a couple things about that. You know, typical Winnipeggers being a little negative after all this positivity. But I'm just thinking the last drive of the game. Marcus Sales with that... How are you so selfish that you're going to go for that interception? Knock it down, down, Marcus. It's third down. What do you got to catch for? So, but... 
I made the I made the savage joke earlier. Now, given I have not played as much football as Mr. Cody Pajardo, but I have played a lot outside, both tackle and touch, with goalposts. And I have never in my life hit a goalpost once. I really genuinely don't, but I do feel bad for him because the odds of that happening again, slim to none. Like that was a very fluky play, and it, I still think it is what it is. DB would have broken it out. I, I agree. It, uh, it was a little bit behind him. You could see the Saskatchewan receiver was stopping, and you could see the bottom receiver cutting on the. I think it was going to be knocked down. Regardless, we'll Reg- never know. We'll we never. Hit the goalpost. We won't. Haha. But if we beat, so the the pain of our existence for twenty nine years, in my opinion, Calgary, Saskatchewan. And we beat both of them in their own houses with our second slash third string QBs playing and rotating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we took down Bo and the Calgary Stampeders first hurdle. Second, in New Mosaic, mm-hmm. in Saskatchewan, win. I after that moment I said, if this is like if we're gonna this do it, the, this, this if we're gonna do it, this is the way we're gonna do it because everything's gonna be stacked against us. It always is anyway. We're gonna win two on the road, win one in, win the Grey Cup, and so be it. And here it is. Feel like Levar Ball a little bit, speaking it into existence. So, but uh, uh, basically, we well, yeah, you just put it, you nailed it right, Kangaroo is uh, pride. Like I mean, there's only really two teams in my entire life that I care about more than well, the sport itself, really. Uh, it's uh, the and the Bombers is one of them, and I've never like you know like when a team wins or if my team won like when the Mavs won like I was really happy and I was so pumped that Dirk got his you know his his championship and his justification and all these things, but I wasn't emotional about it like I was just really happy and super excited, yeah. but when they won on Sunday, I mean I, I again like I said I didn't ball. But like there was definitely uh, definitely onions being cut in the living room there because it was just it. I felt I fell to my knees and put my my head in my hands, man. Like it's. I was just jumping around. It, and I, and we were both, I mean, may or may not have been inebriated, but uh, it was a stressful evening. Yeah, I mean, no, it was. A right? couple, yeah, couples definitely a way to put it. So Paige was like, "Hey, if you stop drinking, the bombers are gonna lose." And I was like, "Well, you said it. Now I gotta do it." So, uh, I just didn't want to forget any of the game. Man, I will never forget that game. I don't think I, I don't even think Alzheimer's can take that game away from me. Jesus, like I was there when the Bombers entered the 29-year drought. Now we're on an 86-year drought. No, definitely not. Don't go back. No, no, no. Uh, so I think uh, I think we'll cap 20 minutes at our uh, Bomber review here because. Man, I could go. I could probably go off another twenty minutes about how happy I am and how happy you are, and it's just it's a it's a good it's a good it's been a good week. And you know what? Every I've just noticed that everybody who you're talking to, whether it be work related, whether it be a colleague you run into, somebody you work with, everybody's just in a good mood. Like nobody's in a bad mood. So the theme on Monday at work was make all the calls to people you don't want to talk to. So and that's. You had to tell somebody bad news? Call them. They're not going to get mad at you. Actually, it was kind of true for the most part. So everybody, and I think this is going to kind of last. Now, they're also having a, Bombers are hosting a social on Friday uh, at the convention center that you can go, I believe, meet players and the Grey Cup. There'll be some players there. I don't know if the Grey Cup's going to be there. 
And was going to be there at the family um, on Saturday. On Saturday? No, I'm pretty sure it was both, they yeah, said. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, what, they're not, not yeah, going to go with it. Not all the players you know, are going to be there. Because well, American Thanksgiving. Yeah, which is why they did the parade on Tuesday. Yeah. Well, and they always do the parade early in every sport. Like, regardless of the day, the game's on Sunday. Right. It's going to be two days after the event. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that kind of sucked for people that couldn't make it, but it's just the way it goes. It's just the way it is. It's the way way she goes. Yeah, there'll be some, I'm sure all the local boys will be there. Harris, Dembski. Oh, definitely. I'm sure the coaching staff. I'm sure Mikey will be there. He needs Uh, to hear some more O'Shea O'Shea, chants. Hopefully Strebby's still around, but I, he's American, so he's probably man, man, like, so on the topic of Americans, how many players do you think? So, we've got a bunch of free agents coming up, and we've got a bunch of re-signing to do. Who are some people that you want to see back next year that are free agents right now? Well, Coleros and Strebler. You'd like to see them both back? Yeah. Okay. Nichols is a free agent too, so you got to make the choice between. You have to go. You have to go. Strevy and exactly. Yeah. I only can't remember who would follow else as a free agent. There's so, some of them I know. So well, Jefferson for sure. Jefferson and Winston Rose. Winston Rose. I think Sales is a free agent too. He is. Probably both Mercy Mass and Nick Taylor are free agents. Yeah, a lot of our secondary. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's. Yeah. It's uh. They're, not, they're all, all going to be back. That's that's for sure. No, I think, de- I think Bryant and Hardrick will free agents oh, too. Our entire O line, actually, yeah. like so, all five starters. I mean, majority of them probably will leave. Yeah. But I don't know about all of them. Mm-hmm. So. Well, Willie said at the parade he wants to be here. Uh, so, with. Now I mean. Now, I mean, with Willie saying he wants to be here, of course we know the business side of things doesn't always translate to that. But man, did that guy, after we gave him a little bit of flack after the first two games where he seemed to be non-existent, mm-hmm. wins defensive MVP of the CFL. Oh, he's unbelievable season. And Winston Rose, leading the league in picks, another outstanding season. Mm-hmm. I need to see them both back. Yeah. I can't, we cannot lose those guys. But how can we afford to pay five starters on the O-line to come back too? Like, there's just... Kyle Walters is soaking this all in right now because he is in for a nightmare of decision-making. Well, plus the head coach. Plus, I, Mikey's... I, you know what? Mikey's staying. I'm, I, I agree. N- knock on wood if you're with me, you know? So, uh, Mikey... It, we freaking have been serenading his last name for the last freaking three days. Like, yeah, I agree, but there's always a chance. There, I mean, is there still a chance that he wants to take on a new project with his old buddy on their old team that they won Grey Cups with? Mm-hmm. Of well, course. He's from Southern Ontario. I think we mentioned before. His and kids, and kids going to Guelph where he went. Yeah. But you know what? He just How do you leave now? At this yeah. point, I don't think that Mike O'Shea and or Zach Caleros and or Andrew Harris is going to pay for another meal here in Winnipeg for maybe next half decade or so. Andrew Harris, maybe a lifetime. Uh, but Mike, Mikey is like, I think the other thing though is once you get comfy somewhere, it's hard to leave unless you're forced out. I agree. And M- Mike, um, Mikey said a bunch of times, he said at the parade, you know, thank you for always making my wife and I feel very welcomed and feel special here. You know, you know, and then say it over and over again. This one's for you. It's not just for us. It's for you. It's for the city. It's for the province. And, you know, like, yeah, that could just be the, you know, the business bullshit, the bullshit answers, you know, trying to 
I believe what he's saying. And I think that Mikey's here to stay. I, ho- I hope I'm right. I have a feeling I am. And uh, I'm because I don't know who would replace him. So yeah. now, speaking of replacing, rumor has it people are saying that Buck Pierce is in line to be our next OC and Paul Lapo is out. Well, Thoughts he, on that, Kinger? Well, my thought is that I think he's probably going to get a head coaching job and they're trying to get their OC filled sooner rather than later, right? Mm-hmm. That'd be my thought on that. Now, apparently, apparently Buck had been calling plays for a little bit of time, too. I never heard that. I don't know if it was all. Like, it definitely wasn't all of it, but it was some games he was. So <laughs> they're grooming him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but, and then, do you think Richie stays? Yeah. Yeah. Probably because, I, I mean, he could get another job elsewhere. I just... He wouldn't get a head coaching job. Anymore. Exactly. Um, why would you... Why would you leave one DC to go be a DC other... Yeah. I, yeah. Totally. Totally. I'm pretty sure he's still in a contract. And they can't... He can't leave unless it's a promotion. Mm. Right? Yeah. He can't leave for the same job somewhere else. Makes sense. I guess they could technically have a defensive coordinator and assistant head coach. That's been done in the past. Mm-hmm. But, no, I, he's coming back. Now, now that leaves Rick Campbell, who is interviewing with BC this week. Mm-hmm. Do you think Ottawa's going to interview Clay Brooks? Possibly. I'm sure he'll interview a lot of people. Well, let me tell you who I don't think should get an interview, and that's Jason Moss, uh, who was fired from the Eskimos. Well, I've seen him go to BC, too. Yeah, true. Connections. Not what you know, it's who yeah. you know. Fair point, Kinger. Very fair point. I'm interested to see who our new starting QB is going to be because I agree with you. It's not going to be Nichols, but to be frank, I don't think it's going to be Kalaros either. And I know that they don't really think that Strevy can take it on full time yet at this point. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Dane Evans is under contract. I thought he was a free agent. He's not. Still under contract. Yeah. Masoli is not, however, but another QB coming back from injury. So do you just take one QB coming back from injury in lieu of the other one that's been here for that amount of time? And I gotta I say, think, I think it's Nichols or Kalaros. Definitely. So I think Strevy's here to stay, uh, and then it's a matter of pick. You know, you're gonna take the lemon, or you're gonna take the orange. Mm-hmm. So, which one's it gonna be? Mm-hmm. Now, I we didn't bring this up about the parade, but um, Bob Irving was calling up players, and they called up Matt Nichols, who was not prepared to speak, who was not in any condition to publicly speak. <laughs> And my lord, I he had a lot of passion and he was very emotional about it. Mm-hmm. But he said fuck at least four times on on the live stream. That's, that's not a good look. It's not, but he just said and the way he said it was, I just I fucking love this city. I fucking love this team. I fucking love everybody. And like that's he was just going off and he's slurring his words and his eyes are half shut. I'm sure some parents in the crowd were That's right I was like, Oh Maddie, not a good look, bro. But hey, you know what was a good look? Those short shorts and uh tarps optional. Uh fur coats not though. Uh, uh but wow. Uh anyway, I genuinely do think that Matt Nichols is uh is out. I also believe Zach Caleros is going to be gone too, and they're going to bring in somebody new. I know they like Char- I know they like uh, McGuire a lot. Uh, just doesn't. Yeah, you can't go but exactly, but it, exactly like no, he's supposed to be the third string that they're grooming, and you know he's had a year now, so that's that's a big help. Maybe Arbuckle. But 
Arbuckle from Calgary, and actually my friend Scotty, uh, who drove to Calgary for the Grey Cup. I mean, good on you for the drive, but you lucky bastard. He's He really genuinely thinks that Nick Arbuckle will be our QB next year. Okay. He gave me a pretty good argument, and Scotty, I'm quoting you here, uh, but that's it's not a bad choice. Yeah. I would like, now, as an Oregon guy myself, uh, we'll talk about the college football playoff later. Uh, Masoli is, again free agent i think he's a lot more talented than matt nichols mm-hmm. no offense maddie but i think you're old coming off of a knee as, but then what i mean a 30 year old coming off a knee injury like it's you know but then you got a th- same age quarterback maybe a year or two older with a sh- with a throwing arm shoulder injury who didn't have the strongest arm who didn't have the strongest arm to begin with so what are we to say okay. you know now i don't even really know of any of the other qbs that are kind of free agents at this time like i don't really yeah that'd definitely be the top end Mm -hmm. i definitely know mike riley trevor harris free agents this year so oh yeah and i don't think he would have left regardless so i don't think so either but just that's one name that's not there yeah well i i think that's going to be about it for cfl right now and again Blue Bombers, 2019, Grey Cup champions. Yeah, dude. Champions. <laughs> From one football to more football, shall we? Yeah, what the hell? What the hell? Uh, NFL. It is American Thanksgiving, which bodes well for football fans everywhere. As you will notice, football playing tomorrow. Uh, how many games on the slate tomorrow? Three. Three. Uh, we have... The uh, Bears at the Lions. We have the Bills at Dallas. Saints visiting the Falcons. Oh, yeah, so both your teams going. playing tomorrow. Yeah, that'll be a good day. And that will be a good day. Right, but, but you're still working tomorrow, right? I am, but I'll maybe try to squeeze out a little bit early tomorrow. Ah, you know, it wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be the worst Cowboy thing. Cowboys game starts at 3.30. Maybe I can sweep, squeeze out another four. Mm-hmm. Half. It's a Thursday, Doug. Let it happen. And I'm already off on Friday, so. Ah, even better. Just go. <laughs> What's he going to do? He'll let you on Friday. He'll forget about it by Monday. Ah, uh, yeah. So... Thanksgiving in America uh, always bodes well for football fans. Less games on Sunday, but early ones on Thursday. And is there two on Monday, or is there just one on Monday? Still one on Monday. Now, although you mentioned all those teams, and I would say other than the uh, uh, Lions-Bears game, uh, those other two should be somewhat exciting. Yeah, I mean, the Falcons beat New Orleans in New Orleans. Exactly. And not only did they beat them, they clapped those cheeks. So, I have a feeling the Saints are going to pound them tomorrow. Uh-huh. Tomorrow night, yeah, I, uh, it, it's tough to, beat the same, tough to beat the same team three times. I still say it's tough to beat them twice. Oh, for sure. So just like, I I mean, and we'll, I'm sure we'll you know, hype him up even more than he's done himself, but that's why I still don't feel like the Ravens, if they match up with the Patriots in the playoffs, are just going to win handedly again because Bill Belichick, Exactly. They all. You get Belichick two full weeks to come up with a game plan to stop him. It's over. Right. Yeah. So Rams like, haven't scored since the Super Bowl. Well, no, sorry, they wouldn't meet them in the Super Bowl. The no, AFC. AFC I'm, I'm talking the Super Bowl. But. Yeah, but still, AFC chant. Like, the thing is, is Lamar Jackson is this year's version of Patrick Mahomes. Now, two entirely different types of players. But, similar, but they're they're just both magical. Mm-hmm. Like Mahomes has this machine arm built that throws a football in insane distances, 
but also he does it while jumping or like falling backwards or like not looking at them. Whereas Lamar Jackson, like people are like, oh, we're going to hit him. Like, you know, we're going to rough him up. You can't hit what you can't catch, baby. Like what? This this guy is way too damn fast. And he and he actually admitted last year that he struggled throwing an NFL football. It took him a little while to get used to the bigger size, the different circumference. That's, that, that's a fair point. Yeah. You know, it looks pretty. What has he got? Two or three perfect QB ratings this year. I think two. That two three, uh, five touchdowns on Monday night. That's nuts. Absolute insanity. Of course, not none of what Mark Andrews, but that's a topic for another day. Yeah, it's a fantasy football. We'll be back after these messages. Uh, <laughs> God, was I frustrated? How, oh man, oh man. I have to give as much as Lamar Jackson is amazing and as magical as he is. I gotta say, tip my hat, round of applause to the Baltimore Ravens coaching staff, who said, "Okay, this is our guy. Joe Flacco's out of here. Mm-hmm. Denver hates that, but the we're gonna we'll build our offense around this guy. We're gonna put in five linemen, three tight ends, two running backs, and let's see what the fuck you're gonna do." Mm-hmm. Well, Mark Ingram's having himself an Well. Well, they don't know what to do. Defenses are legitimately like, okay, like, and here's the thing is there was a couple times in the Patriots game where Bill called the perfect play. It was, or whoever's a DC, I don't even know anymore, but they drew up the perfect scheme. They covered it exactly how it should. But guess what? Lamar Jackson just says, well, come catch me and runs around a bunch and it's done. Like you played it perfectly. Well, guess what? Too fucking bad. You can't like, it's just like. And this is where Mike Vick dropped off, is he said, it's tough when every time from the moment you step on a football field, whether you be six or seven years old, Mm -hmm. to the time you're in college getting drafted, you're always the best athlete, you're always the man, Mm -hmm. and like it just, so Mike Vick was always saying, I wasn't in the film room enough, you know, I wasn't doing these things. I think Lamar is learning from Vick being like, okay, like yeah, I have all these skill sets, but... I need to learn how to throw. I need to learn how to make reads. I need to know how to identify coverage. So, and he's slinging the rock right now. Now him and Russell Wilson are tied for touchdown passes. Russell has thrown two less picks, but Lamar threw three picks in a really bad game against the Steelers, which they, I believe, ended up still winning. Mm -hmm. So, so be it. I think he's the I think he's the shoe in for MVP at this point. Like I wanted it to, I, some part of me wanted it to be Christian McCaffrey just because of a running back. Yeah, he's, he hasn't fallen off. But he hasn't been that spectacular. Yeah, Kyle it's, Allen's fault. I'll just say it like that. And it's yeah. Kyle Allen's fault. Yeah. Like you can throw. <sighs> Lamar Jackson's gonna have over a thousand yards rushing this year too. Mm-hmm. He got eight seventy six, top ten in the league for quarterback. Yeah, and not only that, I think the most ever in a season by a quarterback. It was like 12-something by Vic. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, um, he's on pace to beat it by like three or like 300 yards. That's incredible. I mean, you play the pass right, they run effectively. You play the run right, Marquis Hollywood Brown is downfield for a tutty already. Mm-hmm. Make your choice. <laughs> you can't. So every so often, somebody comes around and changes the landscape of football. It's a copycat league. Is this the new wave kinger? But that's exactly there's that's why it's like a one off. It's like, oh, I'd like to do this too. Okay, well, where are you gonna find yourself a Lamar Jackson? He moved thirty two teams past him. Uh, he was a second round pick. 
No, last pick of the first round. Oh, my mistake. They traded back in. Okay. So, but 31 teams did. Yeah. So, and technically the Ravens did too because they picked somebody else first and then picked them again later. So but, the point is you've passed up 31 times. Yeah. Yeah. So, and... That was Trubisky draft too, wasn't it? Number two. And then uh, number 10 was Mahomes. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. This was the Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen draft. Yeah, last year. So, yeah, and I don't think any of them are comparable now. Like, Baker was, you know, he had a great year last year. Had a great game last week, but hasn't had a great year. Josh Allen actually probably looks like the second best one out of all that group right now. Mind you, Sam Darnold played really well last week. Had his best game of the year. Josh Rosen didn't even see the field. But, you know, it's kind of ironic about that. Is the Cardinals drafted Josh Rosen instead of Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And then the next year they get Kyler Murray, who in a strange way is a very comparable Lamar Jackson. I don't think he's going to have the same impact. Sh- shorter, but yeah. it They have a, a very similar play style. A lot of RPOs, a lot of options, mm-hmm. thing, things like that. So uh, what else in the NFL, Kinger? What's, let's see, we're just so... Consumed with CFL lately that we've been dropping off. That's actually that's that's the game of the week right there with the Ravens. They're, oh, because uh, they the play Niners. they play is yeah I was gonna say Niners Ravens right. It's, it's so dumb that's not the Sunday night game. I, I realize it's actually Patriots, and but. that was on the McAfee show this week. They're saying they have no idea how that game hasn't been flexed to prime time yet. Well, like it's the Patriots, it's, at least put it like a three o'clock game. Right? Seriously. I remember last year when it was the Titans Colts uh, week seventeen game, and it came down to winner makes playoffs, mm-hmm. and they immediately flexed it to prime time, and I was like, "Let's go!" Because again, the three o'clock games aren't that good. It's KC, Oakland, Denver, LA Chargers, and Cardinals Rams. Tell me you can't switch one of those teams and have them go a little earlier. Like maybe because they're all West Coast. But the Chiefs are at home. That's Central Time. Hmm. I don't get it. But. Well. Is what it is, but I cannot wait to watch that Ravens and 49ers game. It's going to be nuts. I mean, that that defense is unreal, and that offense for the Ravens is unreal. It's Now, the thing is, is where the, where the 49ers get you is they get you on third down. They bring in five pass rushers, and they make all your linemen go one-on-one. Mm-hmm. So, but against the Ravens, with all these linemen and tight ends, like, is that going to be as effective? Who knows? We will see. Oh, I got one thing to mention. Uh, my Colts got fucked last Thursday, and I'm pretty freaking pissed off about it. You know why? Do you even know? Do you know what happened? Okay. okay. So it was the fumble that was not reviewed, uh, which was a clear fumble and a clear recovery by Darius Leonard. So they called it. So it was under. It was under two minutes. Deshaun ran with it. Stripped. Fumble. Darius gets it. It is at the bottom of the pile. Mm -hmm. But they get up. The Texans then call timeout. They still don't review it. It's under two minutes, so we can't challenge it. They still don't review it. And they called it down by contact? Yeah. And didn't didn't even look at it. Like, what is this replay challenger, Alberto Riveron? What is he even doing? 
Like, does he have, like, a tinfoil cap on so, like, when the NFL calls from the games, he just, like, ignores the signal? Because this guy has changed almost no calls. There's been a couple really bad ones, and it's like they almost, like, refuse to change it unless the game is on the line. Because they're like, okay, unless it's as blatant as the Rams-Saints one last year, don't call it. It's like, well... Right? Game is on the line. Hello? So, anyway, that started the trend of Colts lost, then Oregon lost, then my, then the Warriors, a.k.a. my team, lost on a very controversial call. So I said, guess what? Those three losses happened to make me mad because on Sunday, the Bombers are going to win. And that's what happened. Oh, and thank God that happened. So, anyway, moving forward, I think uh, our last bracket of football, uh, no pun intended there, the college football playoff bracket once again has changed their uh, their standings for the 17th time this year. Uh, of course not. They just release new r- rankings every single week. Uh, as you may or may not know from the last about uh, 30 to 60 seconds that I just spoke, uh, my team is officially done from the uh, chances of making the college football. They had slim chances before because they play in the Pac-12, but now they definitely don't. Top four for the playoffs right now, number one, Ohio State, number two, LSU, number three, Clemson, number four, Georgia. A couple things stand out to me there, King. I'd like to hear your thoughts as well. LSU and Ohio State, they can't decide who's number one and who's number two. They keep flip-flopping those guys. Let me tell you what, let's end this bullshit right now. Boom! They're just in, all right? They're the best two teams in college right now. Let them play. I, I get it. I don't really think it matters who's one, two, right? Really doesn't. So Clemson at three, they're still pretty salty because they're like, well, Trevor Lawrence has never lost in college. And uh, by the way, we're still the national champions from last year. So, hey, man, to beat the, to be the man, you got to beat the man. So I get it. Now, the other one that confuses me, but I get it because I've been a fan for a while, Georgian at number four while Alabama chills at number five with the same record. Yeah, I don't understand that one. And, you know, the reason I don't, and I get it, they're both in the SEC, both have tough schedules, but LSU lost, their one loss is to LSU. Or sorry, Bama's one loss is to LSU. Georgia's lost to South Carolina. Is not even in the top 50. So how does that add up? Like, oh, it's an SEC opponent. Get off the SEC's dick for two fucking seconds, okay? There's more teams to be played. Here's what needs to happen, Kinger. There's the five power conferences, okay? needs to be an eight-team playoff. Five power conference. You win your conference, you're in three at-large bids. I agree. Yeah. The rocket science. Uh, shit. Like, my God. And they're chilling. They're chilling at number seven right now. Minnesota, Sky Uma, you know, row the boat. Uh, in at number eight, also at ten and one. Baylor, ten and one. Now Utah has no chance. Uh, here's the thing: is it, no, it's Pac-12 as well. So, so here's the thing: is Pac-12 gets no love. Uh, East Coast bias, okay? But you're right. But if it was USC, because it's Los Angeles. They'd be in the no problem. So Oregon last week was at number six. Utah was at number seven. Let's say, hindsight aside, they do end up beating Herm Edwards and the ASU uh, Sun Devils, which they did not and ruined their chances. Mm -hmm. They're still going to meet. Oregon and Utah are still going to meet in the Pac-12 championship. Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me if Utah wins out and wins the Pac-12 that they don't even get in? Like, that's rough. Who are they taking out, though? 
That's I so uh, I'm not sure who's left, but I know they're gonna play Oregon, yeah. and including they're gonna bump out of the top four. <sighs> See, so many things have to happen, and the college football playoff committee is just hoping every team wins out because they just want the decision to be made easy for them. Yeah. In fact, other than the Oregon athletic director who's on the board, I don't even know anybody else on the board. Probably because they'll get death threats, <laughs> like. And I heard this that every time, or now it's irrelevant, so, you know, because Oregon's not going to be in. But anytime they would talk about Oregon in the committee, he had to leave the room. That makes sense. It, uh, it does. Yeah. But why have him on the committee then? Yeah, he, so, he shouldn't be on the committee. Exactly. Sure. So, uh, my, my, my prediction was going to be Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, and I think Oklahoma gets in over Bama and Georgia. I think they're going to win the Big 12. Big 12 is a huge conference. The committee wants at least one Big 12 team, right? You would like to think so. Too bad that there's no two SEC teams. Too bad. See, and that's what we say, mm-hmm. but that's not what they say. Yeah. Like, it's all about the SEC, which, I mean, don't and get me wrong. Ratings and everything. And don't get me wrong. The best football is played in the SEC. Mm-hmm. I am not trying to disregard that, not trying to say that's false. But the Big 12 isn't exactly Conference USA. Or no, the that's, there's no Mac. There's no Big East anymore. Like, come on, man. So... Five power conferences, three at-large bids, 18 playoff. I agree. Listen to our show, NCAA. We got your back. I don't think we're the only ones saying that. Though. What's that? I don't think we're the only ones. You're that. probably right, but I've heard uh, 10 team ones. I've heard 12 teams. I've heard six teams. Like, everybody's got good ideas. Mm. We've got the best. So, just just put it out there. I'm not saying. I'm just saying, you know? So, the, let's see. Heisman rankings, Joe Burrow, I think, has got it on lock from LSU. Uh, kid's been playing out of his mind. Kira, uh, you were watching the uh, Bama LSU game, and you had to agree with me that, I mean, I think he had one, maybe one or two incomplete passes in the entire first half. He was like yeah, 17 of 19 or 17 of 21 or something like that. It was incredible. It was nuts. Do you think uh, Chuba Hubbard's going to get any? Chuba? Chuba. He's got Canadian, 18... 1,800 yards. Next closest is, uh, is it Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor? Mm-hmm. And Wisconsin, 16. So. Could, he, could he win Maybe the Doak Walker? Win. The Doak Walker is for the greatest running back in college that year. I'm not saying he has a chance to win the Heisman, but he should at least get some votes. Could be top 10. Yeah. So. What, you need top 5 to get invited to the top 4. Yeah. Invited to the so. Uh, and it's going to be Burrow, Taylor, um, Bryce, Mind you, Bryce. Taylor would get in over Hubbard. He's broken so many records, so. Like scoring records, I guess. Not all yards, records. Okay. So. Um, I see he has two hundred yards less than Hubbard. That's true. Where is the? And Hubbard has more touchdowns than Taylor too. Hmm. Second, then Taylor's in tied for well, J- J.K. Dobbins definitely going to be in there as well. Bryce Young, although the suspension might hurt him a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, I think he's still going to. Have some faith in the Canadian man. Man. I know it's all votes by media and shit. But... And where does he go to again? OSU, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Well, there could be worse programs that he's at. I thought he was at like oh. something else. So. Cool. Well, I uh, I would love to see a Canadian win the Heisman. He'll definitely win the best Canadian in college award, though. Like is there, a award for that? there is John Cornish won it. Oh, okay. So, um, and I think Brady Oliveira was a runner-up or like third or fourth place for that too. So there is the award. Obviously, he's the shoe in. So good on you, Chuba. Uh, 
Will we see you up north, or were we gonna see you down south, my friend? I hope, I hope so, but you know that they're, I'm sh where is he from, Edmonton? Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, don't go back to, well, go wherever you want, but uh, I would love to see more Canadians in the NFL. It's uh, definitely definitely been a long time coming, and uh, with with the way football's been growing here in Canada, wouldn't be shocked if we're going to have more than a few in a couple years. So, I mean, we got a doctor in the frickin' NFL. They won't let him put, you know, doc or MD on the back of his jersey because that's dumb. But he's still a doctor and Canadian, which is pretty cool. Playing O-lineman. Uh, that doesn't add up to me. But, uh, you know, somebody that smart shouldn't be playing something like that. You get your head bashed in. I think your brain is needed for bigger things. Yeah, I agree. So, I think that's going to do it for football today, King. We only talked, like, what, like 45, 50 minutes about football today? Yeah. I think there was uh, some good relevance behind that, definitely. Um, finishing off, uh, well, not finishing off, we got two more uh, major sports to refer to right now. Uh, the other favorite Canadian sport, uh, the sport of hockey. Now, there's only been one story that I've heard about since we last recorded, and it's not a good one. No, sir. Um, what, is that sh what is that Calgary Flames head coach name again? Bill Peters. Bill Peters. Um, I think he might never coach again. <laughs> There's a good chance. Um, so you, if, uh, you know, you stay up to sports knowledge or, or, you know, sports news, or if you don't and you listen to this show because of it, good on you, uh, there has been some allegations coming up around this coach um, from, I guess it started when he was coaching minors. and it's the AHL, uh, Chicago's AHL team, the Rockford Ice Dogs. Mm -hmm. uh, the names of the player is falling on me right now. But he's an African American. He's Canadian, actually. He was born in Nigeria, so he's of African descent. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, he basically used a word you're not, you're not supposed to use. Oh, what could that word be with directed, this? Directed uh, towards this uh, specific player, and, and apparently said in front of everybody in the locker room. Uh, and so, this poor kid was like a star coming out of junior, twenty years old, and he had your yeah. coach treating you like that. Yeah. Oh my god. And now Rod Brindamore, coach of the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah says that when he was on, when this same coach was coaching there, he was apparently kicking in, like, hitting players. Yeah, and sh I didn't hear what he did, but... Apparently one player said he kicked him in the back during a game. Oh, while, while sitting on the while bench. Sitting on the bench. Jesus. Jesus is right. Like, I'd snap my Jesus. stick over that guy's neck. How's he not fired already? Seriously. Come on, Calgary, do the right thing. Do the right thing. Maybe he will be fired, but there's, I guess they have to do their own... They gotta do, gotta do the investigating first, so, like, I, I get it, but... Yeah, he's that's... Calgary's playing tonight. He's out on the bench. No, there's a, the assistant has yeah. the rules tonight, right? Yeah. Um, and I, unfortunately, that has pretty much overshadowed all hockey news or knowledge that I have. What do you got for us, Kinger? Because I got nothing. Well, there's not much going on. It's kind of just the dog days of the season right now. Um, Boston and uh, Washington and the Islands are just killing it right now. Audis. Absolutely killing it. Uh, Washington in first place with 37 points. Tied with Boston, sorry. Islanders are right there with 34. Uh, back out west, the Jets are surprising everybody right now. They're in third in the division, uh, only five points behind St. Louis with the game in hand. They play uh, San Jose tonight, late one on uh, in out in California. So hopefully they have better showing than when they played out there a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you remember that game or not, but they I won. But they got absolutely, completely outplayed. I think the shots were 30, 53 19. Hellebuck was unbelievable. Wow. So the same kind of performance from Hellebuck. 
maybe a little bit of help from the guys up front. Come on, guys. <laughs> 53 to 19. Yeah. That's they, almost... They won 3-2. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So. I had no idea that it was like that. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Uh, Mike Babcock being fired from uh, Toronto. Oh, yeah, that's something that's that we hadn't touched on that just popped into my brain. Yeah. Any th- uh, and the stories with him and the martyr. Did you hear that? Uh, obviously not, so you should probably so, let us well, know. It's been kind of common knowledge. Well, not common knowledge, but big news that around the Leafs, I guess. I guess when he was a rookie, he had to make a list of players on the team that are, like, I think what he had was five players that needed to improve their work ethic. And Babcock read out this list in front of the whole team. Well, Marner's a rookie. I guess there's a way of trying to motivate Marner somehow. I don't understand how that is going to motivate the guy. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, it was, it was bizarre. And there's lots of players that come out and say, yeah, there's tons of shit that Babcock did, Babcock did like that. Because apparently he's just an asshole. Well. I mean, not to the extent of Elvis Jabril Peters. Yeah. Not a racist. And not a racist bigot. Using his players, but. Mentally. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just. Is that like an old school thing where... First time you remember. Jeez. I mean, I haven't spent a lot of time in the NHL game, but... You're right, me either. Uh, but how... Like, so when I saw Mike Babcock got fired, to me, I think that's a pretty... Uh, it's a pretty big... Like, he's a pretty big name head coach. Oh, for sure. So... Like, they've been brewing for a while because the Leafs have been in a huge slump. I think they've lost six or seven in a row. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. And, yeah. They, they won their first game back with the new coach. The first game with the new coach and they first game back. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, well, where, where are the Leafs sitting right now then? Uh, well, they were outside the playoff line. They still are. They're uh, three points back of the last wild card spot right now. Imagine having that much talent and just... Oh, yeah. Don't hate to see it. But they're tied with the lightning points who are also outside the playoff line. So it's just like... Ow! Ow! <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of surprise teams in the East. Like Florida, I mean, there's only three points out. Montreal, mind you, they're tanking right now. Because they got two guys out, uh, Druin and Byron. Paul Byron, I think. They're both sure. long term. So they're, they lost 8-1 last night to the Bruins. I saw that. And somebody somebody from the Montreal threw in a towel. Yeah, a towel right? yeah that's, uh, that's just typical Montreal, though. Well, man, 8-1, to one, I think anybody would do that. Yeah. So, definitely embarrassing. And, uh, yeah, other than that, there's not much other news. I think with the Bill Peters and Babcock stories are kind of dominating headlines right now, so there's not a lot of other big stories. Hmm. Well, again, I believe that there's just too much going on in Winnipeg right now with the the parading and our, the celebrating. Our attention's a little diverted right now. Yeah, yeah, as I think actually all fans are, whether you're a basketball fan or an mm-hmm. NHL fan or anything it's just normal exactly so we'll uh, we'll we'll be back uh, we'll be back talking about everything equally uh, come ep- next episode to finish off uh, let's uh, talk a little basketball here kinger the uh, season's about a month month done now mm-hmm. couple surprises couple not surprises uh, they released their first power rankings this this morning they have the bucks at 1 lakers at 2 celtics at 3 the Dallas Mavericks at four, and the Toronto Raptors at five. That doesn't surprise me too much. There's a couple things there that surprise me. Well, the, the, the Mavericks. Like, I mean... But they're a good team. You cannot not put them up there. They're, they're right. the now, they did lose to the Clippers last night. 
So, and basically Paul George and Kawhi just covered Luka the entire time. Like, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not a tough thing. To, oh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm very optimistic about the Raptors, though. I, how, like they're doing this for, without Kawhi, without Abaka, without, without Lowry. Players on the roster, ah, without, gotcha. Without Lowry, without Abaka, uh, Siakam. Oh my God! And I absolutely loved seeing Joel Embiid putting up a goose egg the other night. And Drake just trolling the shit oh, out of him. Yeah, the Raptors are in his head. They are. They absolutely. I don't know if it's Drake too, but like the Toronto Raptors have his number. He was, he was terrible in that series. Brutal. Last year. Brutal. And I like puts up a goose egg. When's the last time you seen a star player do that? Not very often, Kinger. Not very often. Yeah, lots of, now on the topic of putting up no points back on the Mavs, Luka Doncic has uh, been putting up MVP type numbers, and he's well, he's sorry. I just wanted to oh. check uh, Embiid's stats tonight. Yes, twelve and ten through sixteen minutes. So he's having a bit of a bounce back. So it's not against a rat. Who are they playing right now? They are playing uh, at home against the Sacramento Kings. Ah, uh, yeah, the tough matchup. Sorry of to the... cut you off, but that's why I was curious. I no, well, we got to we got to see. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, and I, you know what? We were talking about the Raptors. So before I get on about Luca and how much I love him, Pascal Siakam went from a nobody to most improved player mm-hmm. to yeah, now in the top five of the current MVP race. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Who? What? Yeah. And no Kyle Lowry, no Ibaka, and name me two other starters on that team. Fred VanVleet. Does he? St- oh yeah, he does start. He starts, that. Yeah. Him and Lowry go one two. Marcus Oh yeah, he's still there. Norman Powell. Okay. Okay, you got me. Good. Good. <laughs> I mean, they're not star players. But VanVleet's having a great season. Freddie getting all those deals. What is he? Well, he's. He, does he do Axe? I think, is it uh, Axe commercials? Um, it's definitely that uh, Siri, or is it Google? No, that's Pascal Siakam. Because yeah, I think Frank Van Vliet is on it, too. I could be wrong. And then uh, Sun Life commercial has Spicy P as well, because Sun Life is on the Raptors jerseys. Gotcha. So Now, on the topic of commercials, side note. In, in a sentence or less, explain to me your thoughts of watching the Grey Cup with every single one of those goddamn Superstore commercials. I was going outside for cigarettes. Oh, man. Oh, man. They played those commercials like 70 times. Like a mother. Shop like a mother. Obviously paid a lot to get that airtime. Wow. How many times do they have to play that damn commercial? It's like TSN does that a lot. I I get it. But holy crap. Even like Abby and Paige and Rid were all just like, are you serious? Like, it'd be like one commercial, then a Dodge commercial, then another Superstore commercial. Uh, should we be complaining? I mean, at the end of the day, I don't want to shop. Like, you know what? Are they now crediting that only mothers know how to shop? Did I just get my scapegoat of never having a grocery shop again because I'm not a mother? I'm, That's, I'm offended. Yeah, us men are offended. Uh, you don't think I can grocery shop by myself? I'm a big boy. A I mean, longer, I mean, do I pick up do I pick up gushers and ice cream and you know like fruit snacks? Sure as fuck I do, but I still I still pick up other stuff. So I get it, but yeah, like it's just that one creeped me out. Well, I, I honestly didn't notice. Well, good on, good on you because we definitely noticed and it was way too much. 
thoughts on that on uh, on our Instagram. Uh, please make sure to comment. Uh, we'll uh, we'll have some posted. Uh, let us know how many times you saw the Superstore commercial and uh, how many times it made you mad. Uh, for me, uh, 68. Uh, the first two I found interesting, and then when I saw it 68 more times, I that's when I that's when I fell off. So, um, the NBA, like I say, you know, what, we're with uh, with Siakam with Luca, uh, Luca now the youngest player to uh, accumulate uh, consecutive triple doubles. He's basically just shattering all youngster record books right now. He's on a uh, point streak also um, for scoring. I believe it is 20 or more in consecutive games. Uh, only a few people have done that. In that list of the fi- of the people who have done it, uh, Luca, Russ three times, <laughs> LeBron, and MJ. So not a bad list. Not a bad list at all. <sighs> Speaking of list, uh, I think our list is done for uh, episode today. I believe so. You got you got uh, any? I no golf stuff happening right now. Uh, nope, it's a week off from the PGA. The President's Cup is coming up. Now, I did take some flack last week, or last episode, uh, from our good friend and number one listener, Mr. Ev Jackson, for not mentioning the fact that Toronto FC and the Seattle Sounders played for the MLS Cup third year in a row, uh, but Toronto FC lost, inevitably, yes. uh, to the Sounders. Uh, so, shucks, but I, I didn't realize that they played the last three years in a row as those two teams. That's... Uh, that's Neither did I. I mean, I don't really follow the MLS that much. Typically, the only MLS stuff that would come up on my feet is anything Zlatan related, because Zlatan is like this. He's gone. But I was gonna say, but now he's gone, and he like made his announcement on Instagram and was like, you know, the most Zlatan thing ever, where he just goes, "I gave Los Angeles Zlatan. Now Zlatan must leave," and that was like it. I was like, okay, well, he only refers to himself in the third person. That's right. I forgot about that. So, um, oh, how about uh, Canada versus Spain in that uh, tennis? I watched this, a bit of it, yeah. yeah? Um, Come what on. are you going to do? It's Rafa. Yeah, I was going to say, little uh, uphill battle there with uh, Mr. Nadal. He but... had a good run there. I can't remember the name of the Spanish player. He was a top ten player in the world. So. Yeah. Yep. I, uh, good run for the Canadians. Anything, anything Canada-related, we got to try and touch base on. Yeah. So, uh, Well... As I just mentioned a couple seconds ago, but we'll do it again. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at wnswjs.podcast. Uh, for Mr. Ian King, I am uh, Mr. JJ McLash, and uh, we're going to go uh, celebrate more about a Bombers victory. Uh, thank you so much, Blue and Gold, for uh, filling our hearts with pride and joy and the fact that the drought is over. Go Big Blue, baby.